Wait, Wait what? what? Really? really? Okay. Okay. With your host, Lauren Weissman. This is a fully licensed theme song for the show. industry when you're going blind. This is episode 74 of Wait What Really Okay. I'm talking with Derek Bodwin, and just to say this isn't any kind of play on words, the guy is literally going blind, and I am going to use literally because he's actually going blind. This isn't one of those music industry podcasts. It's still a branding podcast. He is going blind. Derek is here with me. We're going to talk about aspects of navigating the music industry, of navigating the marketing, the branding, the message, and all the things that go into this man that can inspire you to listen, to understand what's happening in your life that could be potentially a tragedy, something that's pushing you down, pulling you back, and could parts of that actually help propel you forward in an authentic way to showcase your story as it's happening. Now, we're about to bring Derek on, but I want to add one more thought here. I I think of uh, the the documentary in the the mid-80s. It was Sting. He did this music documentary in the middle of all these things coming out talking about the end of bands. He did this documentary called Bring on the Night, and it was the creating of leaving the police and trying this rock jazz sound. And it was, it, it was humble at times as well. We don't even know if this is going to work. I mean, of course, some crowds are going to come out. It's Sting. He was just fresh off the police. But the story and the message and the motion was very authentic. You don't see that all that much. And a lot of times from books to everything else, you see these things go backwards. It's we're reflecting backwards. And then maybe that'll allow us to look forwards. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud to introduce Derek because right now, in the middle of the motion of his career, of the things that he's doing, of the speaking that he's doing, he's in the middle of losing his sight. And in this loss, as the motion goes toward the loss of his sight, what he's gaining for the intelligence, the, the ideas that he has, the approach, how he's handling it, and how that's inspiring others is nothing short of amazing. Derek, thanks for hanging out this morning. Hey, thanks for having me on, Lauren. Tell me a little bit about, well, let, let's, I mean, there's no elephant in the room, but let's, t- <laughs> let's talk about this it's disease first. <laughs> um, so the, the disease, it's called retinitis pigmentosa. It's a inherited genetic disorder that basically um, at some point in your life, sometimes it's early onset as, as early as, you know, six or seven years old. Uh, but for most people like me, um, in your early 20s, uh, you just start losing your eyesight. The, the light-sensitive cells in your retina just start to spontaneously die. Fortunately, they, they start dying from the outside in. So you still keep your central vision for the most part. Uh, but you, the first thing to go is the um, ability to see at night. Uh, the all the, your low light perception, uh, color perception gets altered a little bit. And then just you start getting tunnel vision and it gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And it, it, I, I wouldn't really call it tunnel vision. I, I, maybe I'd call it straw vision, like looking through a, a, a McDonald's straw. Um, it's, uh, it, that's about what it is for me right now. If I look directly at something, uh, I can still see it, but 
if anything happens off in my periphery at all, um, as my kids are very well aware, uh, I cannot <laughs> see it. <laughs> I, I have exceptional hearing, but uh, yeah, can't see it to the side. Tell me, so where are you? Tell me a little bit about, you have a family, you have a, you have a couple of few kids, I believe. I have four. I, I can't <laughs> it. So it, my wife and I have, uh, I, I think we're on our ninth year right now. We have four kids under the age of seven, two boys and two girls. And uh, I don't know if I want to upset that balance. You know, it's nice and even. Too, <laughs> but, well, time will tell. Um, I am just a little bit south, southeast of Salt Lake City. We've been here for a little while. Uh, we're at like, 5,500 feet above sea level. And I just, I love it. It's great. So it's cold in your neck of the woods right now. It's, it, it's pretty freezing, at least in the morning. We, we have a pretty big temperature swing, but the, by the afternoon, it's, uh, you don't want to be wearing a jacket, but in the morning, there's frost everywhere. Gotcha. Tell me a little bit about the ever-dimming room and in, in the story about what you're, what you're creating, what you're saying with these songs and the stories that have made this album? I have been singing for a really long time, but I, I never consider myself like a professional singer. I've been in a few bands, uh, but in the course of going blind, it, it brought on a, an anxiety and, and depression that it, it was n- nigh unbearable, even with psychotherapy and drug therapy. And my wife's like, you know, you should really start singing again. I'm like, well, I don't feel like singing about anything. Um, but uh, it, it ended up being really cathartic to to start creating songs. And Ever Dimming Room, uh, it was a song I always wanted to write uh, because I thought that music has a, a really keen ability to express things to other people. And it, it, it was a really good analogy too. I mean, that's, it's actually kind of like what my life is all the time. Like every day my vision gets just a little bit dimmer. It's, it's kind of like coming in from uh, like on a really bright summer day coming inside, uh, you know, for the first few seconds, you're kind of squinting, you can't really see anything. That's what life is like for me, like all the time. Uh, so I thought, Oh, ever dimming room. Wow. I'm, I, I might actually be kind of clever there. So um, it ended up uh, becoming the name of the album, uh, kind of becoming the name of uh, some of my speaking engagements, uh, just uh, how we, we began to kind of shape my career. Like what, what sets me apart from the, oh gosh, how many is it? it, it over a thousand songs that get released on iTunes every single day. Like what, oh, what, yeah. what sets me apart. And uh, so we've kind of been pivoting on that. Well, you know, in, in, in you talk about what sets you apart. And I, I always found it funny when I was spending more time in the music side of things as, as a drummer or producer, the stuff that would come to me and these people would send these just heartbroken, oh, the, I mean, the angst of my heart and what I've been through. And you just, you could never know my pain, says the 16-year-old girl. 
<laughs> but, you know, to them, like, you know, that, that's all they know so far. So, I mean, I, I can see, like, you know, for all you know, it, yeah, that's the most heartbreaking thing you've ever been through. Uh, but I promise you. <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> it will not be. <laughs> you know, it, it, in, in that, and even in, in those bands that say, hey, let's get dark, or, you know, the, the, a contravity, if you will, of, of we're, we're trying to go deep, we're trying to go dark. What, what I really enjoyed about the album, and I know for me, I don't know why it resonates, but songs like Dirty River and Asking is Leaving have inside of, inside of what you're creating, what you're sharing, the melody, the flow, the tempo, the, the, the harmony, it, it takes you elsewhere. One of the things that I, I, I love about your music and I don't see a lot of in musicians these days and I'm not as involved in music at all as I used to be is the stories and the songs to allow you to reflect and really move on the things that are going on in your mind. I remember, uh, I can't remember the name of the band, but there was something in the nineties and it was a song about, uh, it was, it was a song about heartbreak and yet, this track brought me to, you know, these feelings and, and, and just some sadness around a family issue that I had. And it had, I mean, the song had absolutely nothing to do with that, but everything in that resonated a different message. And I don't think that ever giving room at all is this idea of it's all going dark. It's all going to be bad. It's all over, but much more of a, a, a release. And at the same time, an invitation to, feel the melody the harmony the flow it's it, it, it's an excellent album I'm, I'm not out there telling people go buy this go go do that but head over to itunes have a listen to some of the samples it's uh, again Derek bodwin it's ever dimming room we're gonna we're gonna veer off a little bit from the music but there's music that has a message in it and that message isn't always what he wrote in the lyrics. It's a message that you want to take from it. And when you can hear a story and it applies to your story, that's, that's a special song. You know, so, it, it was actually on, on purpose that I, I mean, I, I'm very particular about the music that I listen to. I mean, I, I enjoy, enjoy music from all over the place, but the stuff that I, I listen to over and over is stuff that doesn't, peg you into one particular thing and uh the the working title of the album before we it put it on every living room was things as they really are and i wanted to make sure that everything that we wrote was specific enough to provoke those feelings that a lot of people kind of hide away but um broad enough that people could apply even a song like Everdimming Room to them to themselves for something that they're going through that is completely and entirely unrelated to going blind. And I there I think there's an art in being able to balance the metaphors and, and things like that so that people can do that. So it doesn't pigeonhole you into one particular thing. Like if if you never dated somebody and went to see this movie you'll never identify with this song. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Oh, I com- I completely get that. Now, now tell me, and, and I've been, I've, I've been lucky to, to, to experience this with you in some of our conversations. Tell me a little bit about the direction that you're taking now between the speaking and the music of not just a, 
woe is me exploiting a negative tragedy and more so this idea of sharing that these things can be for lack of a better word, we don't want to necessarily say funny, but you know, there, it, it is okay to laugh. It is okay to be okay. Yes. You're going to go through your depression with, with loss, with, with things that you can't control with things that are out of your hand. But I, I, we've had a number of jokes where you talk about even playing off of the, uh, the stereotypes of, of sometimes carrying a cane. It's uh, <laughs> so I know, I know you wouldn't believe this and neither will your listeners, but um, it's actually hard to support a family on a musician's salary. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, uh, I, I really like, I mean, I, everything behind the music has like we talked about has that meaning and a, a method um but i i thought let's let's see if we can take this to a different level and instead of just hosting a concert where i just expect people to sit there and listen let's let's do let, let's talk about what it was about let's talk about some of the things that that brought it on or some of the things that helped me along the way. And I, I think humor is one of the best ways to keep people engaged. Um, but it, it's also one of the, the best ways to alleviate stress and everybody has stress and, and stress is a killer. Stress will kill relationships. It, it'll accelerate uh, the, your, your eyesight um, loss <laughs> as I've learned <laughs> I need to laugh more at everything. Uh, so I was having a particularly difficult day and, you know, walking with my cane, oh, you know, going blind, walking with a cane, feel stupid because you can, you know, unfortunately be, being able to be partially sighted, you know, I, I can see the way people look at me. Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, I was crossing the street and I have a pet peeve with, people stopping in the crosswalk in uh, on a street it's just i don't know it's always been something that's irritated me i'm like come on that there's a limit line there you know it's 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 like 10 inches wide you know <laughs> to be able to say it and and this car just like pulled straight into this limit line and i thought oh man i'm gonna teach this guy a lesson so <laughs> I, you know closed my eyes and I kept walking with my cane and I slammed into the side of this guy's car <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and then I, I felt all over his hood, like, oh my gosh, where, where am I? Oh, oh, I'll go around the front. And uh, uh, not, not a honk, not anything. This guy just looked straight ahead, like, oh, I pulled into the limit line. And, <laughs> and, and as I walked away, I thought, yeah, I got to take him where I can get him. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I share this, this same kind of thing with other people. Um, a lot of it has been youth because uh, I, I want them to see like, you know, here's this guy that, you know, that there's not anything particularly um, uh, super about him, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not exceptionally gifted in, you know, uh, smarts or, or, or anything like that. Here, here's your normal Joe. He's got four kids. He's, you know, he's going blind, but he's still doing stuff like, man, if, if this guy can do it, I can do that. You know? So that, that's kind of what I want him to walk away with. Like they, they can feel, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. Um, and I, I think that humor, I, I think that being able to relax 
even about super difficult things. You know, I, I lost my dad when I was 16 years old, you know, uh, that, you know, to be able to, uh, say when people ask you, you know, what's your dad do for a living? I think he's in the fertilizer business. (laughs) that's, that's, That's so morbid. Like, well, you know, my dad, when he worked in a mortuary, used to tell the girls he worked in a body shop. So it's, you know, um, be, being able to, to laugh about that kind of stuff, it, it, it draws other people to you and it, it gives them permission to laugh subconsciously gives them permission to laugh about stuff that they're going through. Man, even if it sucks. That's, you know, I, I was, um, gosh, where was that? Um, it was, I think it was Okima, uh, Oklahoma. I was dry. Yeah, I was. It was a couple of years ago. I was on the um, I was on the artist guide book tour, and we were taking shots of the book is a, a flat Stanley in all these different places, and we'd stopped by um, Highland Cemetery in in Okima, and it was they have the um, the expired parking meter tombstone. And there's, there's a picture somewhere in social media. It was this woman, Barbara, I can't remember her last name, but the, it's, it is a parking meter and it has a little thing that clicks up and it says time expired. And it had, you know, instead of minutes, it's up to, I believe she made it to 64. Um, and it, yeah, it was like 64 year time limit. It, it really, I, I, <laughs> I felt it was interesting to visit. There was something a little bit morbid about it. I did not take a picture of the book next to it. Um, that, that one I left it out. It was the same thing with, with, uh, with Dallas. Uh, I have a fascination with JFK, but I didn't, um, I didn't put the book up on the grassy knoll. The, the thought crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I can get it close to that eternal flame. But, 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 you know, let's, let's not go that far, but I mean, <laughs> the, the, the humor and what you have and, in some of the talks that you give, it's not just a story of, well, I got four kids and I'm going blind in this. Talk to me about some of the takeaway that people get when, when they hear you, when they hear you talk about it, because it, it is an aspect of inspiration inside of sadness, inside of fear, and where people are able to connect, I think even more so with you um, than a lot of other people is that you're in the middle of it. So what you share on stage, what you share in videos, how you come across at speaking events, you're sharing what's happened, but it's still happening. And I think that that kind of engagement can allow for people to, that, that whatever they're in the middle of, sometimes they put up walls and it's like, okay, that's wonderful. This person dealt with all this stuff and they got through it. Or they're now at this point and in a sense, they've completed a journey. And it, that can be, while that can be positive, and it is positive, it also can push people away. Now, for you, as you take the stage, as you talk to people, even in your music, this is an ongoing journey. This is still happening. Tell me a little bit about that connection and the connection that you have with audiences when you discuss this, because you are in the thick of it. And having that and, and seeing the faces of people that see you because I can see those faces probably better than you, so let's let's have some of the jokes here. Uh, they they really they really connect in a way that can become 
a little bit more inspiring because they're on a path with you, but in your mindset, in what you've learned, in what you share, not necessarily teach, but put out there, it allows them to join you and see, yes, you've been through the depression. Yes, you've been through the sadness, the worry, all these, all these elements, but you're continuing to go through it. And that to me, I mean, that's, that's powerful. It's, so hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And it, in some things, I have that benefit. But in, in most of them, I don't. Um, I mean, I don't even know how much hindsight I'll have since I didn't have foresight to begin with or <laughs> the current sight. But um, so it's, I, I've read, I can't even tell you how many blog posts about, uh, you know, how I overcame depression or how, how I... Uh, overcame this and it, it's all it's all past tense stuff and um i i don't share this a ton with other people uh but like it's it's not like i had depression and anxiety and now it's gone and this is how i got rid of it and this is how you can get rid of it too you know um cuz i still i i still battle with that um like I, I, I could tell you all the medications I'm on, but it might be a shorter list to tell you how many I'm not on. Like, okay, I, can't, I can't take ibuprofen. Uh, that, that's it. I, I carry a pharmacy with me everywhere I go. Um, the, these are things that are still a problem for me. Like I, I still wake up from time to time unable to get out of bed. Like, and I never thought that was possible. Like, how how can someone not just get out of bed? You know, you just, it's easy. You just get out, you know, you put one foot out and the other foot, you know, but I, you know, I cannot, there are times where I, I cannot will myself to do that. And it's the strangest thing, which if somebody had, you know, described it to me before it happened, I would have been like, yeah, I don't know. That's, you know, maybe you're just lazy. <laughs> but <laughs> after having, after having been through it, I'm like, holy cow, that, that's really strange. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about daily, daily struggles, uh, I, man, that, I'm trying not to get emotional about this one. That the, the first time this happened, it, it wrecked me. I, I was walking across the room and my, and I even, I had my shoes off. Um, and my, my boy Patrick was, uh, just a toddler and he was toddling on the floor and uh, I can't see anything below horizontal just about. And, um, and I kicked him into the wall and I, man, that, I mean, and, and he cried a little bit and he didn't even have a bump, you know, it, he was fine. You know, my wife's like, don't worry, he's fine. You know, he didn't, you know, but I was like, I just kicked my own boy into the wall, you know, it, that it, it was really hard and it, and it still is because I still do stuff like that. Not, not that specifically, luckily I, I'm more careful when I walk around, but I, I still do stuff like that. I, I was carrying, uh, my, my two-year-old Lincoln, uh, who's a tank. Oh my gosh. I, I need a backpack for that kid. Um, and I was just walking around and, and I ran into the, the side of a door frame with him because <laughs> I, I didn't see the side of the door frame. Um, but he was the one who got the brunt of that. And I was like, man, this, 
this, I don't want to tell you this, you know, I think like I'm abusing my kids. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that often. But when it does, it's just like, oh my gosh. Like, and it, but everybody has stuff like that. Like, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe I did that to that person. I can't believe I said that. Why would I say something like that? You know, I just, I just hurt someone's feelings today. Why would I do that? Everybody has stuff like that, that they're going through. And, uh, it, like you said, like it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. Like everything I talk about, it's not past tense. It's all current tense. And I don't have all the answers. And I, I mean, I, I know that people are inspired when they come and that's why we do it, you know, but I, I of myself, I don't think I'm that inspiring of a person, but I, I think that being able to identify with someone who is still in the thick of it, who is still in the weeds because you're still in the weeds Every, everybody that's attending these things is still in the weeds. You know, maybe they're past some things and some things in their life that they struggle with their past tense, but every, everybody is currently facing something difficult. And I think that being able to see somebody else who is facing something difficult currently um, and hasn't given up yet, um, I say yet, I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, I, I think that that is inspiring. I think, I think that that can be motivating to keep going because you know, that they're still going, life still sucks at times for them, but they're still, they're still going. I, I'm going to try again, maybe just for tomorrow, but I'm going to try again. And that, and that is the, the, the foundation of, of, of you and your message. And it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's challenging. It's sad. It's inspiring. It's, it's the array of emotions. And I think that inside of that, whether someone's listening to your music or listening to you speak, they grab at that beauty, at that authenticity, can feel a little choked up in hearing something that emotionally, you know, fires you up or ignites, ignites your feelings, but they can feel it with them. Derek's music is, is something to hear, and you can check that out at Bodwin Music. Uh, dot com b o u d w i n m u s i c dot com. Derek's also available as a speaker, and I'm I'm looking for uh, I'm I'm looking forward to us sharing the stage. I'll be more on the branding strategy side and a little bit more. Let's attack your brand, your marketing, the mistakes that you might be making in the ways to create engagement, but inside of engagement, inside of the stories, inside of the inspiration, whether you have, uh, you're running a million dollar company or you're starting a company with a hundred dollars at whatever's going on in your life outside of that business, who you are, there is something inside of this story of Derek's story. That's that, that, is inspiring, that is motivating, that is connecting and something that you're right there, you're right there in the middle of with him. It's, it's a simultaneous parallel journey with someone who's going through a very challenging journey. So whatever challenging journey you have to share with him, to hear what Derek has to say, it really can make a difference. Derek, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'm, I'm looking forward to connecting, uh, connecting more with you, and I'm looking forward to uh, 2018 and getting to share the stage with you. Is there anything, uh, anything you want to you want to say before we uh, we call it a show? Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, just you know, the we 
I came, I came into this, you know, blind in multiple ways, <laughs> uh, naive and, you know, um, and it's, it, it's hard. I, I, I really respect anybody that, you know, goes into business for themselves, tries to do, you know, go out for themselves. Anytime I hear somebody like, Oh yeah, you know what, we're, he quit his job and you know, we're, we're going to make a go, but I'm just like, man, you guys rock because this is a really scary thing to do. But, uh, but being able to tap into uh, the the resources of people who know more than you do, oh gosh, it's so nice. <laughs> like, man, why why didn't I think of that? You know, so um, it it's uh, it's been a good journey, and I've I've so appreciated the the shoulders of others that you know I can stand them because like like people like you who you know understand branding, uh, you know people who understand directing music videos, things like that, um, you know. It, 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 it's so nice to be able to enlist the help of other people. Um, so you don't have to go through things uh, completely blind or unaware, you know? Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for having me. to go through it blind. I was going to say, don't go it alone, but I, I do. I do I'm, love I'm gonna go through everything. I'm going to go through everything <laughs> blind. That's okay. My, my, my brother the other day, he's like, you know, there's such a power in, in objectivity and, and be able to, you know, all these blind studies and everything. I'm like, man, Everything I study is blind. <laughs> <laughs> Bodwinmusic.com. Uh, Derek, Derek Bodwin, he's uh, just, the, the, the album is called Ever Dimming Room, but find out more about where he's speaking or if he's someone that you'd like to bring to your event, to your business event, to your motivational event, to your inspirational event, to an event for anything from kids to elderly. This is a guy to this is a guy to fly in the town and and experience the 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 a full sense of of his message and story. Derek, thank you for being here today. Thanks, this was episode seventy four of Wait What Really Okay. How do you navigate the music industry when you're going blind? And Derek has discussed what he's done in music, what he's done in life, what he's done with depression, with tragedy, with humor, with happiness. It really is an amazing story. Y'all have a good one.